Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Welcome to live coverage on IMSA Radio. We have cars, tails into the wall on the far side of the pit lane for the Cooper Tires prototype lights. It's part of our IMSA Racing Weekend and the command is about to go out for drivers. Start your engines. Uh, they will have the whole race coming to you live here on IMSA Radio. Cooper Tires Prototype Lights, powered by Mazda, on IMSA Radio. And calling the race for you will be Jeremy Shaw, but before that, here is his partner in crime for this one. With the full grid, it's Greg Kramer. Thank you very much, John Hindhop, indeed, as the engines have come to life as we get set for this 13th round of the Cooper Tires Prototype Lights Championship, powered by Mazda. Here is your starting lineup on the pole where he has lived quite frequently this season, is your new champion. He clinched it a couple races back. Kenton Cook out of Glendora, California for JDC Motorsports in the sole red number 60 starts on the pole. A very impressive lap in qualifying, though, from the double zero from Performance Tech Motorsports of Robert Alon, a relative newcomer to racing. He sits outside of the front row, third in the points right now. Starting inside of the second row, the guy, this is his first time, I believe, off the front row in qualifying this season. Matt McMurray from Phoenix, Arizona in the JDC Motorsports number 20 is off of that front row for the first time. Qualified fourth, the number 16 of Justin Versteeg, the young man driving the performance tech. Number 16 will start fourth. In fifth, it'll be Clark Tope, the third of the JDC Motorsports front runners. Three wins this year. The only guy other than Kenton Cook to bring home a win will start in fifth. He's currently second in the points. Starting in six, a great effort in qualifying by Max Hanratty for Extreme Speed Motorsports out of Heartland, Wisconsin. His first time at this track, he ran at Road America in his debut in these type of cars and in this class. Starting in the seventh spot, fastest of the Masters drivers, Mr. Excitement, John Brownson in the number 34 Little Mountain Development Eurosport Racing, Elon DPO2. Starting in the eighth spot will be John Falb out of Las Vegas, Nevada, the One Motorsports Advisors. Machine, he has already clinched the Masters Championship, the championship within a championship for the slightly more experienced driver, shall we say, a huge 10 wins this season in the Masters category. Then it'll be another great story, starting ninth at number 23 of Andrew Hobbs, grandson of David Hobbs, in his Extreme Speed Motorsports machine. Starting in the 10th spot, the number 32, Gerhard Watzinger. He's currently third in the Masters class in Lights 1 in his One Motorsports CrowdStrike entry. Starting in the 11th spot, number 31, Michael Klemecki in Eurosport Racing. Starting 12th will be the 28 of Don Yount in the Out Motorsports entry, currently fourth in the Masters category. Starting 13th, the number 42, Richard Fant from Houston, Texas in the Ferrari of Houston Race Team entry. Starting 14th to 25, Joel Janko, second in the Masters category, up 16 points over the thir- or the uh, 32, excuse me, of Gerhard Watzinger. He drives for Performance Techs, does Janko. Starting 15th, 
Jerry Kraut in the JDC Motorsports entry. Starting on the pole, 16th overall in lights two, the runaway points leader and two-time defending champion Brian Alder in the top one oil bar one motorsports entry. Ten points he has in hand over the number 62 of uh, Todd Slusher in the one motorsport sugar factory entry who will start right with him. And then we go to, starting in the uh, 18th overall spot, Gary Gibson for Comprent Motorsports in the perfect pedal Elan. Starting 19th overall is Naj Hussein for Extreme Speed Motorsports in the Cloudistics. Number three, starting 20th, will be the number 86, David House for One Motorsport. Starting 21st, Stuart Reddy for Lion Rampart Motorsports. Starting 22nd, as the field comes down and we go green, will be James Drayson. Then it'll be third in lights two, John Salmon. And Alistair McEwen as the field heads down into the turn one. And from the outside, he just got a great launch, Jeremy. Shifted over to the outside. And your pole qualifier, Kenton Cook, leads the line up and through turn one and making that tricky climb up into turn three. Already a great jump there for Kenton Cook. Clearly in the lead as they came across the start-finish line. Robert Alondo was absolutely swamped there. I yes. think he managed to maybe hold on to second place going to turn one. He had the outside line there. Just about held it on, but under intense pressure from behind. Up and out of turn five. Field streaming now. It's a rather steep uphill climb from the bottom of the S's. You exit five, then there's that little brow, then you sort of drop down into the turn six. A lot more banking in that turn than you think. Allows you to carry more speed in, but then you've got to get them seriously slowed down for the tightest and most important corner on the track, turn seven. That launches you down this long, winding back straightaway. And Alon, under huge pressure, going a bit defensive. That's one of the JDC Motorsports teammates, probably Matt McMurray, and they are side-by-side. Side. And McMurray will have the inside line, Jeremy, down into turn 10. But Alon's going to try and fight him around the outside. If he can stay put, he's got the inside coming out. Now he has to give room three abreast under the bridge at 11. That's pretty much the way he started wow. this race, going to turn one, pretty much three abreast. And those coming, same, coming down the hill, that's not going to work. Still two abreast when they went right to the apex at the high speed, turn 12. Now three abreast down into turn one. And that was from the back, a big wiggle. I think that may have been Clark Topey got crossed up, Jeremy. Yeah, that was a very optimistic oh, move from Clark Topey going to turn one. I, I think he got away with it. I'll tell you what, he's lucky because uh, he dived it down the inside there, then thought maybe this isn't a good, such a good idea, jumped on the binders, and just about managed to uh, hold it all together, not make contact with either of the two cars that were side-by-side side in front of him, and they all continued, no harm, no foul, but yeah. that was a close moment. Well, as he was slewing sideways into the corner, I can't believe there was no yeah. contact at all. They truly, as you said, got away with one there, and the field now hammering on down, looking in the uh, lights too, it is Brian Alder, who uh, continued to hold that lead at the end of that first lap. And again, 10 points up on Todd Slusher uh, with just two races to go in the championship. That's the real battle that is alive right now. And by the way, Clark Topey, I think that may have changed up. We thought it was Matt McMurray, but it was Clark Topey who got around and into second. So it was McMurray who had the car sideways no, trying to gain it back I, down into the first turn. I don't think so. I think it was uh, Alonna McMurray that was side by side. And Topey stuffed it down the inside trying to make it three wide. I think we had it right first time. Oh, okay. around. I don't know what the order is right now, but uh, that was a close one. But in the meantime, Kenton Cook has said, thank you very much, guys. I'm out of here. And let's see. Yeah, he's just checked out. Well, all that battling behind him, that exactly plays into his hands. When you've got three abreast into turn number 10 and uh, two abreast through turn 10 and two abreast through 12, you're slow comparative to somebody running by themselves and somebody who's doing it on their own. 
and uh, that just allowed him to open up a huge lead at this point. Alon still sits second. Topi and Matt McMurray, the two black and blue team cars to that sole red entry of Kent Cook, are next up in third and fourth in Austin Versteeg, and then Max Hanready. Brownson runs seventh overall, leading in Masters. Yeah, he's done a nice uh, job at the start there. He, he led uh, at the at the green flag in Masters to John Bounson in car number 34, and he's hanging on there now. And uh, John Fowle, meanwhile, who qualified in the eighth position, did not start the race, nor did uh, Richard Fant either. John Fowle had qualified eighth, but uh, he was the guy who caused a red flag in that to qualify in session this morning. Absolutely. And the two teammates going at it again on the outside, the 20 of McMurray, the inside. Well, now on the inside, it's the 20 of McMurray making that move and diving down, which means Topi slides back in. And now that position change will check up here. But Alon, as a result, gets about three, four car lengths as they come streaming down the hill now. And McMurray, indeed, picks up third over Topi. Austin Versteeg still in the fourth spot. Brownson, seventh overall, leading in Masters. Michael Klemecki, a great opening lap. Jeremy jumped up to ninth overall, second in the Masters category. And Gerhard Botzinger now third in Masters, completing your top ten overall. And uh, Kent Cook extending his lead by another second on that lap. He's got an advantage now of almost four seconds over those uh, battling cars behind him. It's still Robert Lallon who's just about holding on to second place <laughs> with those two JDC cars exchanging places on a pretty regular basis behind them. Great battle that is. It looks now, though, that uh, Matt McMurray has got a little bit of a breathing space ahead of his teammate uh, Clark Topi. And now he's going to try and challenge the second place car of Robert Lallon. Indeed, and uh, just to give you a reference point, folks, Kenton Cook's fastest lap so far, 121.5. Next fastest lap, a 22.32 by McMurray. That's the reason for the margin. And Kenton Cook is just a machine at cranking out those laps. And McMurray now wanted to make the move down into turn 10 on Alon, but he was just a little bit too far back, and Alon kind of fainted left to dissuade him. And McMurray realized if I come from here, probably going to be a problem and just tucked right back in again as they come down through the extremely high-speed turn 12, drop the hammer down this front pit straight, and then stream toward an equally high-speed turn 1. And climbing the hill, it's just a tricky complex of corners and just so fast here from 12 into 12 and up through the exit of 1 before you get on the brakes up into turn 3. And even there, you can attack it. Use a lot of curb up in turn 3. And that makes a big difference. But Cook has that lead now. And uh, that margin at 2.1. Well, it's even more than that, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's over it's four a, seconds yep, now. Four and a half goes. seconds last time around. He's just uh, stretching away a, a 121.037 last time around. And uh, only two guys went uh, quicker than that in qualifying. Yeah. Uh, one of them being himself. Kenty qualified on the pole at 120.50. So that's a really super fast lap there. Uh, by Kenton Cook early stage of this race. Of course, no pressure from behind, so that helps. He can just put his head down, concentrate on what's going on ahead of him in terms of the racetrack, and put a good lap together. That's exactly what Kenton is doing. Leads comfortably after four laps. Boy, the attack continue. Ooh, big moment there. Alon real loose into 10A as the 20 of McMurray was attacking once again, and Alon almost overstepped it here, but got it with that little bit of rotation was still able to get it to the apex and that stopped McMurray from being able to do much more with it as they come down 
and head down into that front straight. Now McMurray trying to sweep the outside in turn one. Gets him set up. He did a little over under, Jeremy, but he's going to be in the outside for two. But if he could park there, it does give him the inside for three. Could not make that work. Alon covered it and still hangs on. And as Kent Cook is just disappearing into the countryside, this battle for second is phenomenal. And all that attacking now by McMurray has allowed Clark Topi to close that deficit up just a little bit. And we may be looking at a three-car battle for that second spot in fairly short order. Well, it looks like Topi got a bad run out of turn five and lost some of that ground once again. Yeah, and uh, on that last lap, uh, Kent Cook only pulled out a couple of three-tenths of a second over the uh, second-place car of Robert Alon. So uh, the second-place car turning his fastest lap of the race on that time around, so 121.7. And uh, Robert Alon there still holding on to that position. He made a big slide going down into the chicane last time around. Let's see what he can do this time. He's making it very, very wide, going from the inside of the track to back to the outside to take the optimal line through 10 and 10A. And that's... Uh, you can make one move here you're not supposed to be making two exactly he's got to be a little careful about how he's doing that and uh, he would say well i'm just swinging back to go for the corner but when the other car has already done that and we are full chorus caution and i just got report the 28 of don yount out at the exit of turn seven is uh, in an unsafe area so the pace car comes out again this is a 30 minute race 21 and a half minutes remaining and uh, didn't get any kind of an indication that there was any kind of an impact or is just a spin and a stall of some sort. You know, that means they'll be able to get him on the uh, on the toe strap and get him moved in quick order. That certainly is uh, good news for the likes of Robert Alon and particularly Matt McMurray here. Maybe he can make a move on the, on the restart and keep Kenton Cook honest in the lead because uh, Kenton took another quick lap last time around at 121.3, pulled out another second over that, those uh, pursuing guys behind him. So Robert Alon, he was defending initially down into turn 10 and in the braking area, but then once he realized that McMurray wasn't quite close enough to make a pass, he moved back to the outside to take that optimal line into the left-hander. And interestingly, the uh, lap before the last one that was clocked, Clark Topi turned to 121.3 to Cook's 121 flat. So Topi has shown a good turn of speed here, as has McMurray. And as you said, if either of those could get the jump, maybe get around Robert Alon right now, they might have something. That's what they're thinking. Always ever the optimist, of course. Yeah, really, absolutely. Look on the bright side. And uh, <laughs> uh, Max Hanratty, they're doing a nice job in the sixth position for Extreme Speed Motorsports, making his uh, second weekend in these cars. Uh, he's been racing in the uh, Mazda Road to Indy USF 2000 Championship powered by Mazda, and now making a move into the sports cars. Kind of made an exploratory outing at uh, Road America a few events ago now back again for this final weekend of the season. John Brownson running in seventh place. And Andrew Hobbs, another uh, open-wheel convert, making his debut in the championship this weekend, running uh, running a, a good, solid opening race there in the eighth place. Indeed, and uh, it's interesting, Max Hanratty, I mean, these two guys, uh, Hobbs has been karting for a long time, but uh, both of them making the step uh, fairly seamlessly up into these cars, doing a very nice job of it showing a good turn of speed. Both of them is their first visit to this track, so I think that's fairly impressive. For who? Uh, for, uh, from what I understand, Hanratty and Hobbs looking at uh, 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 some of the materials they haven't run here, at least in cars. Uh, Andrew Hobbs, I think, would have raced here. I would imagine in Skip, certainly in Skip Barber, oh, okay. and, and I think in F1600 as well. There was an F1600 race here uh, earlier in the season, so no, he's got plenty of experience okay. here. 
Well, then the press release wasn't quite accurate. First time in these cars. Maybe that's what it said. So, we haven't heard anything more on the cleanup over in, and I, cleanup may be a little too strong a term, <laughs> just maybe hooking the guy onto the strap and getting him driven away here, so hopefully that will uh, happen in quick order. Don Yount uh, made his debut in the Tude United Sports Car Championship a couple of weeks ago at Circuit Americas, driving for, for Bar One Motorsports. They did a nice job, actually, too. He, he really picked up pace over the weekend working with his driver coach Ryan Lewis who was making his return to the championship as well and they had a really good strong run going in the early, early, early stages and uh, a few problems uh, later on a mechanical problem put them out of the race as well and uh, it was a good, a good boost of confidence I mm -hmm. think particularly there for Don Yount and he's racing also this weekend in the uh, Petit Le Mans as well so lots of, ex lots of seat time this weekend for Don Yount well and that's, that's everything is getting that seat time, getting that experience working on the racecraft and making it happen. Still Brownson leading in the Masters category, seventh overall over Klemecki, running ninth in the 31 and the 32 of Gerhard Botzinger. And Joel Janko in the 20, Botzinger in the 32, Janko in the 25 and Kraut in the 55. That's your top five in Lights One Masters. And again, the difference between the cars, the chassis are identical, it's the power plant, all powered by Mazdas, the lights one category it's a slightly smaller displacement but much more highly race prepped and massaged engine in the lights two category slightly larger displacement engine but much more stock slash production based and that means that uh, you get a lot more life between rebuilds and thus the running costs of the engine part vastly reduced and it uh, was designed as a stepping stone to get into this series be able to do it without uh, incurring a lot of the engine costs in at least maybe your first or second year there are some drivers that have just embraced this class completely and love running in it in the lights too and then the masters category in lights one is just for the uh, the drivers that are a little bit more age experience in life as we go back to green boy a quick cleanup and uh, didn't even hear that the card moved and away we go and again kenton cook just times these things so well alon comes down mcmurray thought Another attempt down to the inside. Couldn't quite get it done, but that's just going to let Cook escape again. Uh, I think it also allowed Austin Vestig to make a run there uh, as well. So Austin Vestig perhaps fractionally ahead as they came across the start-finish line. A good start there by Austin. Not such a good restart by Robert Alon there, who really did let Kenton Cook get a jump out to a pretty big lead right away. Yeah, and then when he was uh, able to dissuade McMurray from the attack in turn one, McMurray dropped off a little bit, but that little bit of racing it just allowed... Cook to draw away. Now what everybody needs to do is at this point quit racing each other and if you have to just get in that draft for a little bit, stay behind the guy, try and push him forward a little bit and keep Cook in view at least in hopes of doing something. Up and over the rise at Station 8 as they call it, it's Cook. And a lot has been able to ease away just a little bit from the 20 of McMurray. It looks like Topia has gone back around Austin Versteeg. Yes. He has, I think he may, may, maybe made that move at the top of the hill, maybe at turn two, because I think uh, they, those two appear to be side by side going out of turn one up the hill towards turn two, and I fancy that is where Clark Turpin managed to regain that position. Ooh. There's a spin, two spinners there. Uh, Dave House, uh, was, I, I believe, was one of them. Is that Stuart Reddy maybe behind him as well? I think it might well? be, yes. There's the 21. Yeah. Stuart Reddy, absolutely right, Jeremy. And both of them look like they're going to be able to continue, but just losing a ton of time as the field 
once again completing a lap. Kenton Cook's margin now a second. He turned a 21-6 to a 22-0 for Robert Alon. Yeah, it shows how how he, he was on the gas coming down the hill uh, to take that restart because uh, a 121.6 is uh, quicker <laughs> than all bar a couple of guys have gone in the race so far. So that was a really great restart lap by Kenton Cook. Just once again, reassert his advantage at the front of the field. And that may be simply where the lack of race experience for Robert Alon is showing. He doesn't have anywhere near the seat time of some of these guys. And uh, those restarts might be catching him up. McMurray in attack mode again. And this time McMurray pops as Alon went to defend in the middle. And McMurray now going to try and do it from the outside. And he really squeezes Alon a little bit. And I think he wanted to get Alon over into the junk on the way inside on the approach to 10 to get those tires dirtied up and Robert Lund did a superb job Jeremy of getting that car woed down with that tight tight angle into turn 10 and put that car right where McMurray would have wanted to go and holds on to third but again that has slowed them both up on the exit of 10A 10B big time and that means Ken Cook's got a free run again. Oh he's gone now yeah. absolutely gone but uh, it, Robert Alon had to defend all the way down the front straight away into turn one, a really tight line he had to take into turn one, and uh, that uh, compromises his uh, entry speed there, and I think it allowed Matt McMurray to get alongside him going up the hill to turn two. I think we'll he's through. we to see whether he made that pass stick. I believe he did. I think I just saw him as they flashed out of turn five. It looks like McMurray, as we watch Cook go through six, and indeed, that blue and black machine of McMurray Comes through now in front of Alon, side by side behind them between Topi and Versteeg, it looked like, through six. Now we'll see uh, whether the uh, whether Kent Cook can uh, can come under pressure from Matt McMurray. Up, what, once he's up into second place, will he be able to reduce that deficit to our race leader? It stood at two seconds last time around. I fancy a bit, quite a bit more than that this time when they come across the line because once again, uh, the uh, the speed of Matt Murray was was compromised badly going to turn one. That would have cost him at least a second, and probably more. So it wouldn't surprise me if Kent Cook doubles his advantage this time across the line. I think entirely possible. By the way, actually, Topi is in the pits. He came into the pits, so some sort of an issue for Clark Topi, and he has now plummeted down the order. So that battle we were watching now is Austin Versteeg in the 16 and fourth and Max Hanratty in that extreme speed number 29 in the fifth spot. Those two guys duking it out. Watching for them to make their appearance. Down through the S's and up into turn five. Kent Cook accelerates through. McMurray pretty much by himself now. Then Alon. Looks like Versteeg now. Yep, he was able to shake completely. Max Hanratty. However, Andrew Hobbs is attacking for six on the back of the number 34 in our Masters leader, John Brownson. As they head into turn seven. Hobbs starting to feel it just a little bit. His last lap. A bit quicker than Brownson. Watching here's for Stieg. There comes Hanratty. Brownson. Yeah, and you can barely see now Hobbs tucked in behind that red number 34 heading through nine and into the chicane at ten. That battle in L2 is uh, the battle still continues there. Brian Alden leads, but not by very much over Todd Slush, number 22 and 62. Uh, they are running currently in the 12th and 13th positions overall. It's Slusher who has the fastest lap of the race so far by about a tenth of a second, but nothing to between those two. Watching again for that battle. Hobbs that time 
Brownson got a little bit better run through 12. Was able to eke out a couple of car lengths here as we are at 10, well, make it 11 minutes remaining. And the margin, 2.9 seconds. Yeah. And Cook just continues to just ease away just a little bit here. He does. Up to that, three seconds now, yep. Excuse me, Greg, he does indeed. And uh, he turned a lap last time around a 121.0 again, virtually equaled his own fastest lap of the race. And that pretty much answers the question because Matt, Matt Murray, having got past Robert Alon, has not been able to reduce the deficit to a race leader. He's certainly pulling away from Robert Alon a little bit, but he isn't getting any closer to Kenton Cook. Yeah, so far McMurray's best lap at 21.4. Last lap at 21.5, and that's not going to do it. And it looks as though number 29. Boy, I'll tell you, Brownson feeling the pressure from Andrew Hobbs, dropped the hammer and drove away from Hobbs and has caught the back of Hanratty. That's an impressive run. Then here comes the 25, Joel Janko, and he is under huge pressure from the 55 of Kraut. Kraut way to the inside. Going down into turn 10, you can see dirt and debris coming off his tires. Ooh, and he was not sign. well pleased about getting squeezed. He thought, I think he thought by Janko and just uh, cut across the bow as he got to 10B and made the pass stick. Great pass by Jerry yeah. Crowd, actually. It really was. And yeah, Gary Gibson's right with those two as well. He's done a good job. He's come up uh, from uh, 18th position on the grid, Gary Gibson. Yeah. Veteran driver, got a huge amount of experience in this championship. He's had 45 starts in the past, but hasn't raced here for, for two or three years. Uh, and uh, he made his debut in this championship way back uh, in 2007 right here at Road Atlanta. He had his first pole right here at Road Atlanta. That was in 2009. And his most recent win was also here at Road Atlanta wow. back in 2010. So Gary Gibson is a guy who goes really well at Road Atlanta. And he is doing a nice job here for the Compret Motorsports team. Indeed. A problem on that lap for Andrew Hobbs. He had a 126.9 compared to everybody else in the low 22s or high 21s. Make it speed, uh, maybe. Yep, or a big lurid moment somewhere. He's able to gather it up and continue. And now, boy, I'll tell you, once Kraut got around and made that pass on Janko, he and Gibson are embroiled in a good one. They're heading down into turn number 10 right now. A little bit of a protective line in as Brownson heads up the hill at one. Again, just a couple of car lengths behind Hanratty. Putting on a uh, really stout battle. Kit. We're not getting a lot of coverage right now in the cut, but in that battle for the lights, too. And as you said, though, Slusher is just kind of attached to Alder right now. They are so close in the run order right now. And that's the lone championship that's still there. And Alder, if he wins it, I mean, it's going to make it awfully difficult. I don't know if that would be a clinch or not with Slusher second. But it's certainly, oh, yes. that, he, would, that he, would do it. Yeah, he's yeah. actually already so clinched not. it now pretty much by starting this race okay. because uh, he had a, a lead uh, here coming into this weekend, Brian Alder, of, uh, it was only 10 points over... Yep. Todd Slusher. So no, he doesn't. Clinch, he won't clinch till tomorrow. All, all Brian Alder will need to do tomorrow is start the race, and the championship will be assured. Ken Cook up through turn one. Matt McMurray 
in the second spot. McMurray has turned to 121.1 now as Cook's gone to 120.9. Alon in a lonely third. Versteeg in a lonely fourth. And Brownson has gone around Max Hadratty. Well, that must have been in turn 10 while we were watching what was unfolding with the uh, lead three or four cars. Brownson got a good run up out of turn five, and apparently he stayed close and really attacked down into turn number 10. Andrew Hobbs now back with the program a little bit, down into the 23s anyway. Yeah, I think he must have had a spin there. He must have. Uh, a, a couple of laps ago, Andrew Hobbs, because he dropped well back from that battle that was uh, ongoing between Max Hanratty and John Brownson. And uh, as you say, John Brownson now made the move past Max, Man Max Hanratty, but David uh, Andrew Hobbs, uh, having been right with them, is now, what, about five seconds behind them. Yeah, and Hanratty, that last lap was a 25-4 to a 24-5 by Brownson. I think that's what happens. You, get, you know, that dive bomb move yes. makes the pass, parks you both a little bit. Yeah. And Andrew uh, Hobbs, meanwhile, just turned a 23-3 on, that, on yeah. that same lap, so he closed in a couple of seconds on those two. I'm trying to keep an eye out and find... Here's our battle for lights two as they are heading up into turn nine. Alder just again barely in front of Slusher. Right behind Slusher is Michael Klemecki. And Clemeau uh, and Slusher, a pretty move around the outside at turn 10, going into 10. And the number 12 runs wide. Alder. Tried to counter move and just carried too much speed to the exit of 10B, Jeremy. Went right off the outside and had to lift big time to gather it up. So that is going to be a huge turnaround here. Slusher now into the uh, lead in lights two. And that cost him about, oh boy, three over three seconds for Alder. Yeah, so uh, Brian Alder then uh, not only has lost the lead, he's also lost a, bit, a fair bit of a gap there to... Todd Slusher on that last lap, so now he's got to put his head down and try and close in that gap, but it was at that point, it had been Brian Alder on the previous lap, who just took the best lap that, of the race yeah. in the L2 class. By the way, that was actually Klemecki who made, who tried that move around the outside and uh, affected Alder's line in. Slusher was thinking about it and just tucked back in, and when Alder went off, Slusher just cut down underneath and drove on by him, but Klemecki clearing them both at this stage. We're under five, under five minutes left in this race. A couple of good battles unfolding out there. The 55 of Jerry Kraut. Well, he's actually opened it up a little bit yeah. over Janko, but Gary Gibson is attacking Joel Janko now for what would be the final podium spot for the Masters category in Lights 1. That's a good battle between those two. Joel Janko here, currently in the third place in the class. And yep. uh, Jerry Kraut uh, has been a, an irregular starter this season, has Jerry. His last, he, he skipped the last couple of rounds at VIR. Uh, he was at uh, Road America, which is pretty much his home track, is from Minnesota. Uh, the only other races he's done this season were right at the beginning of the championship back at Sebring. So for somebody who's not been racing regularly, Good effort here by Absolutely. Jerry Kraut. Of course, lots of experience in these cars, certainly, which which definitely helps. Uh, and he's had some uh, some good results in the past. But it's uh, it's been a while since he's run this one. It's a really fine run by Jerry Kraut. Great to see it. Yeah, it's 
in the past he's run, as you said. I mean, I think he did a couple of full seasons, and then he ends up uh, the last couple of years somewhat abbreviated runs. But, boy, he's found it here this weekend. And this is a track that drivers, when they just love it, this is a track that they'll go after it on. Speaking of loving it, here is a good battle again. Joel Janko. Jerry Kraut and Gary Gibson all covered by the proverbial blanket heading down now into turn 10. Real close quarters. Ooh, that's a squeeze. Gibson. Oh, they're touching and rubbing at the exit of 10, up and under the bridge at 11. Gibson was on the outside at 10A, got the inside at 10B, and then they both went into a little bit of, of a rub fest up and underneath that bridge. Watch them down the hill here and see how that turns out. There's a good racing going on there. And meanwhile, Kent Cook just turning some super consistent laps at the front of the field. Uh, a 121.2 last time around. That's within uh, three tenths of a second of his best lap of the race. And each of his last half dozen laps have been, have been very, very close to the back. So, really good job by Kent Cook. He's stretched that lead now over Matt McMurray, who's also turned a couple of quick laps. But uh, the gap now reaching towards four seconds between first and second. And Robert Alonde, another six seconds back in third place. Yeah. The 120.9 by Cook, that last, uh, by Kent Cook the last time by, gives an idea. He just seems to be able to uh, pull out 120s at will here as we get the word white flag next time by. Good scrap. 31, Michael Klemecki has gotten very, very racy as he is attacking now on Gibson. And he's used this outside move before. This time could not quite get it to work. And tucks back in as they come up and under the bridge at 11. Janko behind them. And Alder was able to hang on. He's still second in lights, too. His last lap was a bit quicker than Slusher. It's just the problem now is the margin. And Slusher doing a nice job to keep this championship battle alive. McMurray heading down into turn 10. And Kenton Cook, when he comes out of turn 10 and down through turn 11, will be looking at a white flag to start the final lap. And potentially, if he hangs on to it, which he's shown a penchant for being able to do, it would be win number 10. It's the petite weekend. Ah, uh, yes. Very <laughs> impressed. Indeed so. Yeah. White flag for Kenton Cook. Yeah, a, a, a great performance once again by the 21-year-old from Glendora in California. Not put a foot wrong uh, today. He's been super consistent. He's been very, very fast. No one else they've got to look in. Yeah, he has been impressive. He's had four weekend sweeps already this season. And uh, is on his way to at least winning this first one, and giving himself the opportunity to nail down another ooh, a real late move down into turn 10. Couldn't quite execute the pass. I think that was on Janko. So keeping an eye out for our leader, Kent Cook. Working some traffic now as he comes over the rise at station eight. He's going to turn it. That slight high-speed bend to the right at turn nine. Cleared his traffic, so nobody in front of him down into turn 10A. Quick flick to the right, Jeremy, and up under the bridge he comes. 
Down the hill. Here it is, win number 10, Kenton Cook. What a season this young man is putting together and in that sole red Cooper Tire Prototype Lights Championship machine powered by Mazda. And if it's sole red, it means it's a Mazda scholarship program car. And he's doing a fabulous job. McMurray to second, Alon will complete the podium. Fourth will go to Austin Versteeg. And completing the top five should be your Masters winner in lights one, John Brownson. However, we still have one heck of a scrap going. 25 Janko. He's got Owen. Here comes Alder. That is on Slusher. This one is for the lead in lights two. Alder made up a ton of ground. I think it was because Slusher had attacked Yanko earlier in the, the previous lap, and it really cost him some momentum. So this one maybe isn't done yet. Watching for him down the hill. Slusher hangs on, but by an absolute whisker, one-tenth of a second. So Alder making up a ton of ground in those last two laps. And again, it was Slusher tried to move on Joel Janko, got rebuffed, and that just cost him all that precious momentum. That was a tremendous race between yeah. those two in L2. And that's off there to Gary Gibson making his comeback uh, this season in the championship from uh, Riverwoods in Illinois. And uh, wow, uh, to come up from 18th on the grid up into the top 10, finishing the ninth position with a great battle there uh, with, uh, uh, with uh, Joel Janko in the closing stages able to edge away a little bit towards the end as well and wasn't that far behind Jerry Kraut so uh, Gary Gibson brings home the ninth position just ahead of Joel Janko has slipped back to the fourth place in the Masters class and just ahead of the two L2 contenders Todd Slusher just getting the verdict over Brian Alder really good battle between those two Brian Alder had the uh, small consolation the fastest lap in the L2 class but uh, he, uh, he'll, he'll again he'll, he'll be uh, He'll have enjoyed that battle with Todd Slusher. So he's done that all the way through the season. There hasn't been all that many cars in the L2 class. Sometimes as many as five, only three this weekend. But a great battle between those two. It shows you need two cars to have a good race. Absolutely. It? Absolutely. And that's what makes it exciting. You get two drivers of that caliber going at it like that. It can happen. No question about it. So that is uh, round 13 in the books. And a fantastic run it was here. And again, it happens again tomorrow right here. On this Petit Le Mans weekend, the final and 14th round of the championship will be coming up. And I'll tell you, everybody's looking forward to it. The banquet will be happening tomorrow night as well. And that race number two, which expands from 30 to 45 minutes, starts at 8 o'clock in the morning. It kicks off what is going to be a fantastic day on Friday as well. But, wow, what a race they put together here. And that completes our 13th round of the Cooper Tires Prototype Lights Championship, powered by Mazda. This program is a production of IMSA and Radio Show Limited. For more, visit RadioLeMond.com.